This. This is, this is Diversified, Diversified Game. 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 A podcast giving entrepreneurial advice from a diverse and inclusive perspective with Kelly. He may agree, he may oppose, and it's more than just race, it's about, you know, ideas. So, let the game begin. Hey, it's Kellen. And today's guest, you guys are going to get some rap game. You know, that's where I got my start in all of this entertainment, showbiz, whatever. So I'm just so happy when I see a true blue, black, caramel rapper, female, who she is a real boss. Her name's Red Diamond. Now that's Diamond, D-Y-E-M-O-N-D. Check all the links out in the description box. You know, she's going to let us know why, to our purpose and our passion, why there's no magic, nobody can stop you. She's a master of herself, the definition of true badness. She's getting her crown and she ain't, that's a statement. She ain't asking for permission. Diamond, what's going on with you, mama? <laughs> what's up, man? Man, I appreciate the interest. Yeah, no, nah, it's, it's, it's worth it because, I mean, you are like a diamond in a whole bunch of, you know what this music game is doing right now to everybody. You know, men are wearing dresses. Women are taking care of the kids. The men don't have to have a job. I mean, I don't know what's going on, but it's, it's a crazy scene right now. I want you to talk about music as a professional musician where do you see are we about to see with this whole clv thing people going back to what matters in life and in music that's what i really believe i really because like you said it has been like when i look at the artists and i see like a lot of people have been clowns like not caring about what they've been giving people and stuff like that um i definitely believe like with this what's COVID-19 going on, with that going on, people are seeing that it's more about us, you know, taking care of each other, us being there for each other, you know what I'm saying? And so I definitely believe that what's happening now in the world, everywhere, that hopefully it'll change some minds on how they present their music to the world. Okay. And you have a great video, very inspiring that everyone can listen to. You can listen with your children. You can listen with your crew. While you know you might be popping a bottle, you can hear it and say, oh man, that's deep. While you're getting ready to go to the cloud, some of y'all who like to partake in that, you can still hear it and it won't be corny. So with that being said, in this new music, Aaron, I know, you know you're in Arizona. Um, are you finding that um, there's, you know, in Arizona, there is a music scene. Are you able to get on the stage and, you know, really rip your thing in, in, in Arizona? I'm not affiliated with it. Really? Like I, yeah, really. Like, I haven't been performing here at all. And I remember one time, I'm not sure, I'm just speaking on when I, like, Googled or YouTube, um, like, the Arizona music scene, and it's, it's really not as big as you would think it is. Or maybe it's just getting back, you know what I'm saying? Maybe people are just showing their face again in Arizona, but I'm not affiliated with it out here. I just live here. Okay, okay. Well, you know, Arizona... Um is one of those states, depending on where you're at in Arizona, you know, if you're in Prescott, it's different than if you're in Phoenix, but it's one of those states where folks from California, they venture off because anybody from California can be cool in Arizona. Like you could have yeah. been a square off the block and you can be cool now. Some folks are on the run in Arizona. Don't worry, I won't say your name because I don't know nothing about your game, but mm -hmm. you know, 
um, is, is one of those, those areas. Now, um, are you in Fe near Phoenix? I'm in Phoenix. You're in Phoenix. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. I'm, I might have, um, I might, I might have a, a tip or two off, off air. I just got to see if my guys are still there, but I, I enjoy, um, those little pockets. Cause you, it's kind of like being in Fresno, California. It's like, it's not the Bay, it's not LA, but if you got real talent, you can, you know, at least get on a stage. Now with music, I have found, and I got my start in that. I have found that everything is just payola right now. Pay to yeah. get on stage, you know, pay to this, pay to that. Can you talk about what it takes to be a rapper in 2020 and beyond? A lot of people at one time payola was is supposed to be like illegal you know what i'm saying like you weren't supposed to be able to do it but now everybody is doing it and it's like you have to because otherwise if you don't got no money like it's going to be really hard to get exposure unless like you know like people like you or phil you know came through and spotted me and you know are giving me exposure and stuff like that but like you have to pay to get play and i hear a lot of people saying like um they against it or you know they don't really believe in it like that but i really believe in that you have to take a chance somewhere you know what i'm saying like just period mm -hmm. like, you know? it was always like that for the majors because they'd every like you know seven years get caught for doing some payola and paying and, and taking over the airwaves and now they just do it they've, they've camouflaged it and but I've always loved the underground because the underground is where the majors get their sound and mm -hmm. take stuff. But, you know, um, it, it's just, it's funny how even the underground, even college radio, everybody want, wants that bag or, you know, what, what they want or they want to sign you. Is, is, have you seen that where, okay, you put some music out or you're telling people you do music and they're like, hey, I'm ready to sign you. And it might be a label you've never heard of and they're not really offering you nothing but a piece of paper. Not yet. Not yet? Okay. So how does, how, you're, are you a true blue artist where you just like to create? Um, and then like the, let's say the business side of it, you're like, man, I, I don't have time or I don't have um, the, you know, I really don't want to go out there and really push and shake the hands with a hundred people to get one yes. What type of artist are you? No, I'm down for it. Like I'm real, um, Right now, the type of artist I am, I'm kind of focused on creating music and, you know, staying in my, staying either at home or going to the studio and not really being active out there with the community yet. Like, I'm trying to build my base online and stuff like that. And I'm seeing a lot, like, um, Facebook, like, I um, check my YouTube um what is it the um yes i checked that on youtube mm -hmm. and um i'm getting a lot of a lot of people coming to my channel from facebook so facebook is really a good platform you know to help you push stuff and get you more people to listen to your stuff um i'm really good with creating so i'm like getting beats from people i do have people offering me beats and stuff like that and so i'm getting beats from them and i'm just like focused on creating right now definitely ain't trying to go out and shake nobody's hand right now <laughs> i ain't trying to do that but um so i'm just kind of focused on seeing who my audience is because i'm having a hard time finding them trying to find out you know who they are um and uh i'm just really trying to I'm really scoping it out, if that makes sense. I'm just scoping out who belongs to me and who I belong to so I can know what to give you and know who, to, you know what I'm saying, 
how to go about it and stuff like that. You're finding your tribe, you know, that's what it is. Yeah, it's weird. Now you've been, you've been rapping for, you know, 15 years. How did yeah. you start? And, and then was it like, sometimes you just be in the booth or you just be battle rapping? Like how did it start and, and, and give us the journey a little bit? No, I never did like battle rap. I never was that type of female. Um, it started when I was 16 and it was just like for fun, you know, hanging around with people and just going to the studio for fun. I recorded my first song and I realized how easy it was to do it and I liked it. And so I just started like, you know, recording from there. Um, I don't freestyle, never did. I always also back then, like even if you look on my YouTube channel, I have older videos from way back then. Um, they all have the same substance. So I always was that person with music to like, okay, cool. I can use this right here and talk to somebody, you know what I'm saying? Tell them something or try to help somebody, you know what I'm saying? So I always was that artist. I always wanted to use the music platform to speak to people and, you know, just give you some advice. I don't freestyle at all. I'm okay with it. I write my own lyrics, you know, and I, I definitely use the platform of music to speak to people. Cause like, I, mean, I really don't feel no other way to do it. I'm not an entertainer at all. Like, you know what I'm saying? I'm a good performer, but I'm not an entertainer. Like, I'm not here to entertain you. Like, I'm here to teach or help. You know what I'm saying? In some type of way like that. Okay. And we're going to get into, you know, the the, the difference of that. But I, I want to then even get more, like, oh, so you start rapping. You start getting in the studio. Um, was it, you know, I just want to be in the studio and, and do the music there? Or have you um, had the chance to grace the stages, you know, being from the South, I, I mean, things are a lot more, um, they've blown up for the South now, but have you know, were you able to ever like go on tour or do any of that? No, I've never been on tour yet. And um, I've been on a few stages back in North Carolina, back in like 2012 or something like that, a long time ago. So yeah, I performed a lot, but I haven't been on tour yet. Okay. And, and is that something I know that you have, you know, four children, what is that something that even with four children, because I, I could imagine trying to go on tour, even with my two and I'm like, I don't know if I want to be gone that long. <laughs> they got to come with me for real. They come with sure. me. To a lot of places. That's how it is with me. Like I want my kids. That's why I do what I do too. like I make the music to where my kids will never be uncomfortable. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't make music about sex or anything, you know, that I shouldn't be making music about. That's just how I feel as a woman and as a mother. Like, so if I go to, like, to perform somewhere, I won't go to, like, a hood club to where my kids can't go. You understand? Like, I'm going to put us in a position to where they can always be with me. Okay. Okay. Now that, that, that's, so was it always like that? Because you started rapping, you say at 16, at 16, at, was there any point where you tried to, you know, whatever the, the, the masses were doing, I'm going to try to fit in. Did you ever make any music like that? Yeah, I did. I made a few songs, but it's funny because even though they were kind of, it wasn't never like, like rapping about like me getting drugs or me selling something or me doing like that, but it was, it was more, um, not really violent, but more thuggish, maybe, you know? But at the same time, I when I, did you say it again? I see it in you. <laughs> but, but the thing is, when I made that music, I still had a message in that music, you know what I'm saying? But it was still, it was still a little gangster, you know what I'm saying? But, and I cursed a lot more. As you see in my music now, you don't even hear a curse word like that. Okay. 
Now, was that music out publicly? Because I um, I have a feeling that you've taken some music down if you've put it out there in the universe or you had another name or, new, you know, have you, have you, you know, washed some of that music or have you left it in a, um, uh, a secret vault or where, where is that? No, it's still on YouTube. Now I'm taking um a few videos like today, a few days ago, off of my um YouTube channel, but they're still on YouTube. Um, through getting free money, that's the that's the people who I was with before, and I don't like to take stuff down because I want you to see how far I've come. You understand? So I want to keep all of that on there. So now nah, everything is still on YouTube. Okay, now um, so if folks go look and try to see the um the you know the transition that you you made from from gangster which I, I mean when i see you and i even see you you rapping um and i got comments um from from the interview that you did and it was like hold on um th- did she did she like uh did she like women you know and and i said wait that woman is a gangster i don't even know that woman that woman is a gangster don't let that fatigue uh <laughs> you know she looked like she still could be a teenager don't get it twisted i know i know a shooter when i see one um and I'll, leave, <laughs> I'll leave it at that but you know i i, I can see it so I, I'm, I'm gonna be checking for that because i couldn't i couldn't find that now when you did that transition at what age was that where you're like okay i can't do that anymore Oh, 24, 25, something like that. But I wasn't really that, I wasn't really that hard, like trying to like kill people or talk about fighting somebody, you know? I was just a little more gangster with my words, you know what I'm saying? Like, if I don't really know how to explain it, but I really wasn't, I still wasn't violent, but I was still trying to, Um, I was still on a, hmm just a little more thuggish if that makes sense and did a lot more cursing on there or whatever but okay you're that woman in the uh movie that we would watch on netflix and they wouldn't even see you coming if they weren't you know if they weren't in tune on the on the vibration it would just oh wow And, and then you shock everyone but let's talk about at 16 when you are so impressionable and you know you're not thinking about the future like you are now and for your children and being a petite beautiful woman mm-hmm. were there ever times where people say hey we need you to wear these hot pants or we need you to you know to do this or that in the music industry because it, it, it's it's a, it's a it's a corrupt industry i mean the industry harvey weinstein and folks getting they haven't even hit the surface yeah. of what has been going on so was there ever that time where people would you know even try to try you There was the people who I hung with, they knew better because they already know who I am. Um, there was this one guy who tried me in that area and tried to get me to, uh, he, he was a pimp. <laughs> he tried to get me to do that or whatever. I'm like, man, you got me messed up. Like I put him in his place. You know what I'm saying? That was like the only time. But I don't really, other than that, nah. Everybody else who I was affiliated with, they already know who I am. So they know, like, that is not going to happen regardless of what we say or what happens, you know what I'm saying? Nah, so. Okay, okay. And, and can you give some advice to women who are trying to get in entertainment and being tried, especially the young girls? Um, what are some things that they can say or do to, you know, deter people? And I got some solutions too, but I want to hear yours. 
what say the question again so, so what are some things that you know a young woman being in this industry what can they do to try to deter some of the um the, those people who are gonna try and let me give you some background i'm gonna say mine first okay they're always gonna try women whether yes. you're in music whether you're in business wherever my thing is, I tell women, hey, tell them that you just, you know, tested positive for herpes and you need to clear that out first. Or, oh you know, say something just off the wall that uh -huh. a normal person would be like, oh, nah. Now you can say, hey, I got COV. Are uh -huh. you down with me? Like, naughty by nature. You done with uh -huh. COV? Yeah, you know me. So what are some things that they can do? Because a lot of women come into this and it's not, you're naive. A lot of men come in this, they're naive. And, and don't think that women were the only folks in the entertainment industry on their knees um, trying to please. There's stories that haven't been told that, um, you know, one day shall be told that these folks were trying everybody. So you really think like, that's kind of like the only way if you want to be big, you feel like a lot of these women don't have a choice? No, I'm saying the people um, get put in positions um that and men, women are the majority of those people is everyone has a choice but yeah. but my thing is i know doing this for 20 years that there were folks who felt like they had no choice and if they didn't say yes because if you didn't say yes you're not getting on the cover of that um you know magazine or that tv spot and it's not just a sexual thing is if you didn't say yes to do your music like this. I mean, that's proven. Artists would say the A&Rs are telling us how to do hood music because you got some, you know, Jewish kid from the uh, suburbs saying that's not hard enough. So I was just wondering if there's anything from a woman's perspective that you've seen that's worked because the way you carry yourself, mm -hmm. and it's not that the clothes that you wear, but it's who you are like inside. Yeah. Not, I, don't, I mean, that pimp who was trying you, I mean, he must've been new to the game. <laughs> I would say this for the for the young women because you got to understand it is so hard to really be yourself out here. It's so hard to stand up for who you are because there's a lot of people out here who who try to be popular or try to fit in, you know what I'm saying? They just going along with whatever just to be it. You know what I'm saying? So it's it's really hard. So the advice that I would give them is they have to they got to get close with God. They got to find out who they are and they have to stand up for what they believe in. Not what nobody else believes in, but for what they believe in. You understand? They have to master that. Otherwise, you're going to get somebody, somebody can make you do anything. So you, it's the, the main thing I would say to them is just master who you are, stand strong, you know what I'm saying? And don't back down because you always got somebody that's watching you and it'll make a difference if they see that you ain't back down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. And know that you're enough. And I've I've worked with uh, youth for over a decade as well from like group homes. When you get somebody who's already been abused by their uncle, their daddy, their whatever, and then you have somebody who is telling them, I can change your situation and your family situation, and I'm not asking you to do anything different than what someone else has. It's, it's a mental like blog, like it, it's manipulation. And it's the straight devil, but that's what entertainment, the entertainment industry has a lot of those people in it. 
And it's not that everybody's like that, but once you get caught in that cycle, you know, the people can see you coming from a mile away. Yeah. yeah. You know. And, and the other part of the, the other part of the game of, of music is, you know, putting in the work. And it's not easy to make a song. It takes hours. Can you talk about the process of what it took to, you know, make your music and make a video? How long was that period and, and what did it entail? Um, well, for uh, Ignorance is Bliss, I put that out. I made that back in July of last year. Mm -hmm. And um, I was mad because <laughs> usually I make my music off of emotions or if I'm feeling a certain type of way. And that year with that song last year, I was watching the BET Awards and I was truly upset with what I saw. And I really, really got mad. And so I was like, yo, I can't take this no more. I couldn't even watch it. Like I walked off. And so I went to the car and I was like, yo, I gotta, I gotta write something. And so I went to YouTube. I did go to YouTube and I found this beat and I fell in love with that beat. And I contacted that man and told him I wanted to buy that beat. I needed that beat and I made that happen. And I started right into that song. I think I wrote that song in like 30 minutes, like if that, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just the emotions that I got from watching the BET Awards and how people just look stupid on there, man. I ain't even gonna lie. Look stupid, you know what I'm saying? It was embarrassing to watch that. And so I was like, okay, I need to push this song because it's a really, really powerful song. It's dope, you know what I'm saying? It's powerful, but it ain't boring. Like, it's dope. It's something that you could be in your car and you could be, you know, vibing to. And so I, um, I got it distributed in December. It came out um, in December and I was like, yo, I gotta do a video to this song. And so as you see from July to December, you know what I'm saying? It took those months for me to even get it distributed and stuff like that. And then um, I just kept telling people, just stay tuned. It's all about me being focused and knowing that I'm going to make this happen. You know what I'm saying? I gotta do it. Even if it take months, I'm still gonna make it happen. So I um, got it distributed, and then I um, found a guy out here. Um, I got all my thoughts together on how I wanted it to look and stuff like that and what I wanted to have on and stuff. And then um, I contacted a guy, um, and a few months later, we talked about it. We talked over the phone about how it would be done. Um, Sound Vision Film, shout out, shout out to him. He's a cool guy. Um, and we just did the video. So it went from me making the song, me really being in tune with what I was saying, um, and then me um, thinking, y'all, I got to get this song out here so other people can hear it. And so I did it like that, um, pushed it out there, and then I just decided to make the video. And I had to, you know, get the money together and stuff like that to make it happen. Okay. And did you use uh, DistroKid for distribution? No, I use them now. I use the Muse to um, distribute that song. Okay. Okay. And And, and so you know taking the months to do because sometimes artists get frustrated and they're like yeah. man i need the music is is hot i need the video um and even if they have the money it still can take a minute to get the video done how long did the video take to shoot um well he had some other things to do it took us a um a week a week like at first, to get it done, we, we did it on, like, a Wednesday or something. We got started on a Wednesday, finished on, like, a Saturday or something like that. And then after the video was done, like, he, you know, had to do everything he had to do to it. It took, like, a week for me to get it back. Okay. So everything does take time. Okay. Because I was, I was telling everybody, be patient, because I was waiting for it, too. I was excited. I couldn't wait to see it. But it takes time. 
and then when it comes out, you got the, you know, the distribution and now everybody um, says, well, you got to spend, you know, money on Facebook ads and money on YouTube ads and money on this and money on that. What's the process on that uh, for you? Nothing. I just do it. I just understand what my pockets look like and I'm going to make it happen because I would say anything that you got to take a chance somewhere. That's just how I feel about it. And now from what I see in that Facebook crap, that is very beneficial. Them, them Facebook ads are very, very beneficial to anybody. No matter if you spend $5 on it, it's going to work. It's going to help. If you have the content that, you know what I'm saying, people looking for, it's going to work. Now on Facebook, is your content monetized? Um, I believe so. I got to double check. <laughs> okay, okay. You, you check your creator studio before you spend another dime, because what we find is for our influencers, they're like, oh yeah, I got 100,000 views on Facebook. And I say, how much of that is monetized? And they say, what's that? And I right. say, hold on, because you can't go through regular Facebook. You need to go through Creator Studio and and, and this and that. Um, because I, I in, in music right now, there are in everything. There's popularity and then there's profit. Uh -huh. and, and so, the, the the popularity everybody wants to be like a movie but for me i know the folks who you don't know you know who they are but they made five thousand dollars today in profit and that's where i think the musicians who aren't going to get the push from the you know machine that's where that's where you have to be um so that you know that that's just yeah just just asking about that and I'm, I'm glad to hear you say your facebook then switched over to your youtube because i mean you need to be on all these different platforms what are your goals in music where would you like if you could you know just write it all out write the vision plain where would you want to be and what would you want to be doing with music taking over the music industry period like, I, I just want better for our people. And I want to be like Michael Jackson type big. You know what I'm saying? Not just for the hood, but for everybody. Because I think we all need it. You know what I'm saying? And, and it just looks like a whole bunch of clowns in the music industry right now. Nobody is even thinking about... I think everybody is definitely just thinking about entertainment. You know what I'm saying? Who could be the silliest person right now? Or who can do... You know what I'm saying? It's all about money. But like right now with the situation going on with this virus, can't you see that it's really... Money doesn't even really... It shouldn't even really be that important. You know what I'm saying? Because what matters is our lives. And that's what yeah. we that's what we seeing with this stupid virus going on right now. So yeah. it's, it's really important to the music industry too. It should be. Because now you see that people don't need this foolishness that they're being fed. You know what I'm saying? They need some real stuff for their souls. Like that matters. We matter. So I'm, I'm big on that. So I ain't trying to be the next big nothing. I'm trying to be the person to take over the music industry. Okay. I want to set an example. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And then uh, I definitely need a team. Can't nobody, you can't do it all by yourself, baby. If I could, <laughs> I would, but I can't. Like, I need my energy, you know what I'm saying, for a lot of different things to create my music, to speak more, to be more helpful. So, uh, a team, you know, people who know which doors to go through, you know, everybody play their part. You know what I'm saying? Let's make this happen. That's what everybody needs a team. And that's probably the hardest part in every business. Even solopreneurs, you uh -huh. need a team because you can't do all your own accounting without missing out on another, you know, five, ten thousand um, right. dollars. You need a team, and it's finding a team that 
they know how crazy you are and vice yes. versa. Yes. Yes. You, you know, um, that's where, you know, a lot of our leaders, even the civil rights leaders, they had teams. I know they say a lot of, you know, now all this stuff is coming out about this old leader and that leader, but they still had their team together and people knew what people were doing, but it yeah. was the bigger mission was we want to, we got a bigger mission. And so I, I definitely, I definitely dig that. I mean, that's a song right there for you, you know. That's a song, a song on COV. And you know what you remind me of? A new school, the boss, mixed with, and I don't even think your best music is out, to be honest. I'm just going to tell you something. And I don't think your best music, I don't know if you're hiding it in, in, in the notepad, but K Reno. You know K Reno? I never heard of him. K Reno, K Rhino. I'm going to send you some stuff on him. But okay. his stuff is um, it's so deep, and he's part of that Houston clique. Like he was there when Screw and all them were doing their thing. He might have been going in and out of jail for some of his other activities. But mm -hmm. his music is something you can listen to with your kids. And for the yes. most part, you don't have to worry about him cursing because it's all just it's like wait, he's talking about something that no one else. People probably think he's crazy for what he's saying until mm -hmm. it happens. But you, I don't, I don't think your best music is out yet because um, I think you, you still might be hiding it under that page where you don't want people to say, nah, if I say this, they're going to put me on that list. Because I know one of your, yeah, I know one of your influences is Pac. And for all the craziness Pac had, he had some stuff that could get you killed. So talk about how Pac influenced you. The only way he did, not the... I understand his age. You know, he was still a young guy. So I see he influenced me by not being afraid to speak and also not being afraid to stand up for people and actually show that he cares about people. You understand? Like, um, the only thing I don't agree with with him is the violence part. You know, how a lot of his ignorance showed. But I understand why. He was a young guy and trying to, like, grow on his own and trying to make stuff happen on his own. So I understand why. But I, I just, he influenced me because he was a great guy, had a great soul, and he really cared about people. Yeah. And, and you know, we're all multifaceted. So as soon as you... Uh, I deal a lot with, sometimes I do church professionally and I deal with the artists and the, the movie makers and, and, and I've written a book on the Christian industry. And the reason I wrote the book is I say, y'all ain't going to drive me crazy or to hell with y'all because this is the same as the secular um, behind the scenes, a lot of, of the same stuff. And I like to talk as you see, and I, I say what I want to say, cause you can't fire me. You know, I, mm -hmm. I, 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 I have, you know, this business, that business, whatever. But I want to say what I want to say. And Pac, he didn't care. It wasn't about the money so much. It was, I need to say this. I need yeah, to definitely. And, and that's a very old school way. Jazzo recently went on Drink Champs talking about how if I need to tell you something and I love you, I don't care how you feel about it. You can be mad, but I don't eat, breathe, or live off your loving me. Mm -hmm. and, and so that 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 and nowadays it seems like everybody needs to be loved or liked if you say the wrong thing you don't have any friends I'm that is huge <laughs> that is huge nowadays i'm telling you that is crazy oh my god yeah so so with the with 
2020 and the COV, you got plenty of time to, you know, create. What are you doing to, um, you know, just with, with your time music wise? Right now, um, like I said, I'm listening to a few beats. I've written a few songs or whatever. Um, uh, learning more about it, learning more about the business side. Um, definitely going to school for it to get more insight on what I need to. You know what I'm saying? Um, that's it. I'm taking day by day, just learning more and more and more, um, listening to beats. And if I decide to write something, then I will. Day by day. Okay. Now, is writing one of those things where you, is it a mental drain, kind of like a masseuse? A masseuse sometimes will say, I can only handle this many clients in a day because the energy it takes out of me. It is writing something where it's like, if I'm not ready to purge, I don't want to pick up that pen. Yes. Yes. Okay. Talk about that, because folks, folks, you know, sometimes people say, Kellen, man, you, you, you two, you're taking this deeper than it is. But talk about that process and what it does to you. Nah, it's not. Like, if you, um, like, if I sit there and I have a beat of something that I want to write to, and I'll probably be, like, ready to, you know, just go ahead and get started on it. But feelings and, uh, you know, energy and stuff can change like that or whatever. So if you're not feeling it, like, it is, you can't make yourself do it. Or it's just, just going to be... It's not going to be right. So with writing, writer's block can happen. I'm a type of person when I, if I'm writing or whatever, I come back to my song. You know what I'm saying? If it stops or whatever, if I feel like, okay, cool, I wrote enough, I'm just going to jam with that. And then I come back to it and finish it off. You got to. So you have to take a break from it and then come back to it. Unless it's just like a really dope song and you all into your feelings like I was with Ignorance is Bliss. Like I was I was all into that. Like I just kept writing. Like I did not stop. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes you have that and sometimes you have the times where you have to stop and come back to it. You know what I'm saying? It don't matter if you come back to it because it's still going to be fire because you know what I'm saying? It's, you're going to have fresh energy when you come back to it and get back on it. So you have to take a break sometimes. And sometimes you don't. Now, with the music that you come back to and you say, nah, I'm not, I, 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 I can't put this out. What do you do with that music? Whether you put it on paper or you put it on audio, what do you do with that music? I ain't never did that. <laughs> like if I, <laughs> like if, uh, if I'm writing something and I come back to it, I know it's going to be something that I'm going to, you know, deal with. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm just going to finish it. Okay. Hold on, hold on, because I think I do believe it was a song, maybe, or maybe not even just a song, but something that I just wrote, you know what I'm saying? Just writing out my mind or something like that. I'll throw it away. You know what I'm saying? I might just throw it away or whatever. That's what I'm saying. Don't don't throw that away. That's for the vault for later. That might not that might be for the kids. That might be for the kids that say this is a like like um like Riza does. He got a whole vault of stuff that you'll never hear until he dies, right? It might be 15 years or 16.5 because of the woo. You know, don't, 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 don't throw it away because the thought happened. The feeling yeah. happened. And to scrap it is to scrap, is to scrap the feeling, but there's a reason for it because some, and this is just something that I'm feeling like you could write a book today if you wanted to, and the world would need to hear it. But then to be overcritical of each word as a writer versus what the people need to hear. Sometimes our words aren't going to be perfect, but yeah. it's not a lot of mamas and daddies out there that are teaching wisdom, that old mm -hmm. school wisdom. So yeah. 
you know, we'll mess up on things we say, but they need to hear it. Because you could really, this is my challenge, you could do a song a day if you wanted to. Uh You could do a song a day and and just throw it out. And there's artists who do that and they can go viral and that's all good. That's not the point. The point is that even if you got 30 listeners a day, but it was the same 30 and those 30 share it, the compound effect, and there's a whole book on um, the compound effect, but um, you with that, it would build your audience because it's not about going viral. It's about getting one and then going on. And, and let me give you some game on, on this, because we don't like to just get the game. I like to give it. If you, if I was to say, I'm going to give you $3 million or I'm going to give you a penny and it's going to use the compound effect where it's going to double every day, which one would you take? Most people would take the $3 million. In the book, the compound effect, and I'm going to send it to you now. Uh, yeah. So you can see what I'm talking about and the visual. They have it where at the end of the 31 days, you would actually make 10 million because of course your one would be go two, but once you get to the five and then it goes into the 10, at the end of the month, it's doubled so much that, uh, but most people take the three and that's in everything. Most people take the record deal instead of going independent and putting their own money and saying, I don't need the Gucci. I'm going to pay, um, pay Hoochie to go run these flyers back in the day. You know, I'm old school with this. Um, I'm gonna pay so-and-so to make sure that I'm, you know, in inside the clubs and my music is bumping or it's on the radio. So it's that, it's, it's that type of vibe where if you just do a little, little, little and your tribe will find you. There's a popular author by the name of Seth Godwin, G-O-D-I-N, and he talks about finding your tribe. He's written over 200 books. But most of his books aren't bestsellers. But the hand, two handfuls that are have made him a, he's like Gary V, pretty much. So it's, it's about finding that tribe of people you talked about in the beginning and letting them just rock with you and saying, hey, since you guys like this every day, why don't you join my Patreon or my OnlyFans? Because OnlyFans is not only for Instagram models who want to be half naked. OnlyFans is for those who can't get paid on other networks. Um, and there's so many sites like that. But you could do a song or inspirational thing a day because you got four children, but you probably got 4,000 who need to hear that game right now. And only yeah. you can give it. It's tough because I'm like, because honestly, right now, um, I am doing it a lot by myself, a lot by myself. I have a few people trying to help me, but I am doing a lot by myself. So I'm trying to find where to go. And then being that I, I'm not just like everybody else. Like I just started Instagram and Facebook, all this stuff, like the end of last year, like literally. <laughs> so like, I'm, I'm just building from scratch, you know what I'm saying? And then I'm trying to, I'm trying to find where to go. And I really feel like a lot of people not just going to tell me, but I know the right ones would tell me. So I need all the game I can get. Because once I get it, it's a wrap. Like, I feel like once, you know what I'm saying, the right people hear me. Just like, let me get to this crowd. Like, so that's where I'm at right now, too. Like, trying to find what platform to use or, what, you know, I know so many different websites and stuff that I, I can use, but I'm not aware of. So that's why I'm going to school, too, you know, to, like, get just feed myself and, like, make it happen. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I need... I need to get to more people. I know for sure I do. Yeah. And, and the right where to go, you're right where you need to be. 
Um, and to get that, you know, the education, it's to read the things that others aren't reading and explore and go where others won't, won't go. And they'll say, that's crazy. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the lane for you, you said that in your, um, your interview, you said they can't handle me. Yeah. And I was like, to many people, when women say that, especially like, oh, here's another woman saying they can't handle it, whatever. So, yeah. But they can't handle what you have because only you can handle you because God gave it to you. And yeah. where you need to go is just the, what do I need to learn so I can at least have the basis? Because getting a manager, getting an agent, this is why so many of us get taken advantage of because we yes. got these Don King type figures who they know everything and they right. know where to, you know, screw people in the right way. But right. you got to find a real teacher who will say, hey, look, we're going to make this money and this is what I want to take. Even if you want to be like Elvis's manager and give me 50%, that's not a righteous deal for your business because you need to put that other money in here and, and not just give me the 50%. There's very few righteous managers and agents out there, but they are out there and they're all teachers. Dave Ramsey talks about this, the financial guru um, that people can Google and see every day, do something new, that you want a teacher when you get a financial advisor. And if it ain't a teacher, man, you need to run because they trying to you know, run off with your money. So, but that's the, that's, that's the, the game. And I tell people that because that's what I do, right? And that's what I am. But I also know that I can't teach everyone. And when I'm gone, people still need to know how to find somebody. Yeah. And so that's why even during this interview, I sent you what I sent you with the K Reno. You got my playlist on YouTube for K Reno. So you can just jam out. But, but we've given a lot of game. Your link's in the description box. I, I want you, you know, any um, final words you want to give the people. Actually, I can't even do that. That's not what I do on this show. I'm getting my shows mixed up. What is your community? <laughs> That's what I ask all my guests on this show. What is your community give back? Mine? Yes, ma'am. Huh. That you want to do or that you um, are doing? I'm trying to help give light, you know? I don't want to be a preacher or nothing like that, but I feel like there's so many children, not just adults, but there's so many children out here who need that guidance, who don't have, like, parents that's trying to help them understand the important things in life. Um, you know, I'm just trying. My give back is just helping give light to the world. That's, that's definitely that. Okay. Okay. And, and, and that's through your music. Are there any other, you know, things that you do? I didn't. I didn't get into the personal life intentionally because that's for round two. But yeah, let's keep that at round two. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. But we're gonna get to it. I'm doing it through my music, definitely. Okay. Awesome. Awesome. Well, y'all, y'all got the game. I don't want to give you a game overload. I thank you for coming on. I thank you for having me. Thanks for getting in the game and listening to the Diversify Game Podcast with Kellen, the number one show pairing entrepreneurship with diverse and inclusive perspectives like wine and cheese, bagel and locks, fish and grits. Be sure to visit DiversifyGame.com for all the good stuff. Join in the conversation and discover more content.